Greetings and welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from beautiful Northern California. (laughs) And actually, I used to say coming from beautiful Sacramento, but um, Liz and I recently moved. And if you follow the uh, podcast, you'll know that already. Uh, We are now in the beautiful Plumas Lake area, which is just outside of uh, Marysville, California. I have a new assignment. I've been assigned to St. Joseph Parish in Marysville. And uh, today was the first Sunday I actually got to meet some of the parishioners. I had Mass this morning at 8 o'clock. We haven't had Masses. um, I actually didn't have Mass last weekend because we're only allowed to do outdoor Masses at this time because of the uh, precautions of the coronavirus. And uh, we had so many fires in California and the air quality was so bad that uh, the bishop canceled Mass last weekend. But uh, we had a little bit of a breeze today, and I'm assuming that uh, we're getting caught up on some of these fires because the air quality was much, much better and uh, lifted the restriction, the bishop did, on the outdoor masses. And so we were able to meet at 8 o'clock this morning for a beautiful outdoors mass and uh, was able to uh, meet some of the parishioners and and actually even share a homily with them today. And um, so I'm going to share the homily with you. I'm sorry, I took a little drink of water. I know that's not good podcasting etiquette, probably. Um, But but there's still a bit of a residual of some of the uh, smoke that we've had in the air. It kind of irritates the respiratory tract. And so I think a lot of us have these scratchy throats and uh, a little bit of a cough. So anyway, I'll jump right in. I'll share the homily uh, that I shared with the parishioners today. I hope there's something in it that uh, would be helpful for you uh, with growing your spirituality and maybe uh, with application in your life. So here we go. Can you imagine? One moment Jesus is saying, You're the rock on which I will build my church. And the next moment he's calling you a stumbling block. That's not just great wordplay. From cornerstone to stumbling block. But such an abrupt change had to be incredibly painful for Peter to hear. Can you imagine? And perhaps that's the difficulty. Peter couldn't imagine. He couldn't imagine that Jesus had come not just to bring comfort to the people, but to free them. Comforting isn't that hard. Just give people a little bit more of what they want and tell them that it'll be all right. But freedom is different. Freedom requires that we recognize that what we have isn't always life-giving and that it's not always going to be all right. It's not going to be all right if North Korea launched a nuclear missile toward California. It's not going to be all right if we continue to abort nearly a million babies each year here in the United States. It's not going to be all right if we continue to say and do nothing as angry mobs of anarchists burn down buildings and assault and kill people. Giving people a little bit more of the same thing is not always going to be all right. Returning to today's gospel. The common understanding with this gospel message is that when Peter made his statement of faith that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, he had in mind a warrior king like David, a king who would drive out the Roman occupiers and liberate the Israelites. When you stop to think about it, that's pretty understandable. It is a reasonable hope. The Romans were foreign occupiers, not only imposing their pagan laws, but taxing the people to support their oppression. They maintained their occupation by violence. The problem with Peter's expectation is not that it's unreasonable, but that it doesn't change anything. If Jesus were the warrior king, 
and used an even greater force and violence to drive out the Romans. It's more of the same thing. Eventually, someone with even more force or willing to do greater violence will take over again. The cycle of violence keeps revolving. Jesus knows this. He knows he has to introduce a different logic, one that is based on forgiveness, mercy, and love, rather than violence, hate, and division. At the same time, he knows that the cycle of violence will not tolerate this new logic and that he will be killed. And Peter just couldn't imagine this. It isn't surprising that Jesus was killed when you stop to think about it. From the moment of his birth, he had such a threat to the cycle of violence that Herod was willing to slaughter all children under the age of two in hopes of destroying him. So it's no surprise that Jesus was killed. What surprised the world is that God raised Jesus from the dead. The resurrection reinforces, in fact, establishes that forgiveness, mercy, and love are ultimately what will prevail. I know this is hard to imagine, given how prevalent force and violence are in the world, but it is exactly what Jesus invites us to. Lives shaped by forgiveness, mercy, and hope. Actions shaped by compassion and love. When we imagine force and violence as the answer, then church teachings become the stumbling block for people. When we imagine love and forgiveness, compassion and hope as the answer, then we can still stand tall upon the cornerstone. But like Peter, what most of us want is little more of what the world already offers. Wealth health and happiness, security and comfort. But Jesus didn't come to comfort us with a little more. Instead, he came to free us. And freedom means seeing things the way that God sees them. It means realizing that some of the things we've settled for, and even legislated and codified into our way of life, are not life-giving at all. And so, it's hard to even imagine something different. People hide behind the excuse that it's too complicated to change, or that it's just the way we've always done it. This isn't anything new. All we have to do is to look around and see that th the things that are not right with this world. I'm not trying to point out what's wrong with the world, <clears throat> but to simply ask the question of whether we are ready for something different. Can you imagine... That God is really at work in and through your life for the good of the world? Can you imagine that this community has something of value to offer those who don't think like us? Can you imagine that even though afraid, we stand up to those who spew hate and violence and insults and don't respond in kind? Can you imagine that even small acts of love and generosity challenge the cycle of violence and introduce a different reality? Can you imagine that love is more powerful than hate? Can you imagine that maybe our trials, our crosses, are actually opportunities to build virtue, strength, and understanding? Can you imagine? In closing, I'd like to share a very short story that I feel is relevant to all of us here today, especially with us enduring this COVID journey that we have all been traveling, and with so much varied emotion attached to it. 
The story is of a very zealous person who once wrote these words. When I was young, I was a revolutionary. My prayer to God was, Lord, give me the energy to change the world. As I approached middle age and realized that my life was half gone without my changing a single soul, I changed my prayer too. Lord, give me the grace to change all those who come in contact with me, just my family and friends, and I shall be satisfied. Now that I am old and my days are numbered, I have begun to see how foolish I have been. My one prayer now is, Lord, give me the grace to change myself. If I had prayed this from the start, I would have not wasted my life. Can we imagine ourselves standing tall upon the cornerstone praying, Lord, give me the imagination to see, taste, and believe the life-giving promises of a Messiah who came not to give us what we want, but what we need. Maybe this COVID virus, the fires, the economic hardships, the civil unrest, our fears and anxieties, and all the other things we are currently enduring are just what we need right now at this time in our life to bring us back toward God in a meaningful and soul-saving way. Back to His loving embrace. Back to His friendship. Back to His peacefulness. United back to the One who is everything. Well, that was the homily that I shared today with the parishioners. <clears throat> I hope uh, you enjoyed it. Maybe there is a, just a shred of something in there that uh, resonated with you and, uh, and really sparked a little a light in you. When that happens, when you hear uh, the gospel uh, proclaimed or you hear a homily, um, often there might be one little shred of something or maybe the whole thing that resonates. When that happens, you know uh, that it's the Holy Spirit working within you. He's given you that uh, little bit of enlightenment, that little bit of clarity in your life. And then what you do with it is your choice. So um, again, I'd like to thank you for joining the Catholic journey, um, listening uh, to this uh, reflective homily, and uh, maybe taking a couple of minutes and thinking about your life and uh, your relationship with God, and maybe how you can grow it to be even more fruitful, delightful, holy, and just... Uh, peaceful. So have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. I look forward to seeing you next week. And if you ever get a chance or you're in the area, come by St. Joseph's Parish in Marysville. I'd love to see you. And uh, just uh, remember how much God loves you and is always reaching out for you. It's up to you and your free will to turn towards him and embrace that love yourself. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and always know how much you're loved.